Hey, I'm Daniel Hobart. And I'm John Rudolph Drexler. This is Talking Business League. Uh, we run a small development agency together. Every week, we have a one-hour call where we discuss the state of our business. This is that call. Got you, uh, got you a big jar of water there, huh, John? I am deeply hydrated. Um, yeah. Yeah. Big, big glass of cold water. Uh, never steer you wrong, you know? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, you know, I've recently bought some uh, Mugicha, which is like a, it's like a Japanese barley tea. Um, I bought the tea bags for it. It's really good, and it's very good on like a hot day in the summer. Mm-hmm. When you come home from playing pickup baseball with your friends when you're eight, you know, yeah. and you just like pour yourself a big glass of cold Mugicha. Um, problem is, I realized I bought all these packets at the Asian grocery store and I got home. I was like, I don't own a pitcher. Mm, no so I pitcher. Buy, I had to buy an yeah, online I don't think pitcher. I own a pitcher. Yeah, I don't think I have one of those either. Anyway, um, a little update on my recent Amazon purchases. I uh, have been. Uh, um, taking notes from friend of the show, Aaron Francis on my, uh, home setup. And I'm trying to look more and more like a, a, a professional streamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I now have notes about your dark and gloomy, uh, setup John, today. I am not here to receive notes on my setup right now. However, I, I have all the things you're going to say. I say to myself 10 times before bed. $15 to go on uh, Amazon and pick up a ring light, you know? Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not my primary concern. <laughs> my primary concern is that this room's a nightmare. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I get it. I get what you're saying. You you look great. You moved. I you moved. moved. You moved to a better room to make your setup more interesting on video. Calling in, uh, dialing in from live from my new apartment. Uh, which is, um, boy, I sure do have Facebook Marketplace going on in my headphones. Um, I moved in over the weekend. It was an ex- uh, I real. Here's what I realized: uh, the I took on a lot of life changes at once. I mm-hmm. quit my job to come do this. I'm a mm-hmm. first time entrepreneur. Um, first time, long time. For <laughs> first time, long time. I'm about to ship this. Uh, this this card game and do a kickstarter for the first time launching like the first time i've ever really made a game that's out in the world and i am in a new relationship with somebody who she you knows she just she lives just down the street now mm-hmm. and uh also just physically moved uh and i was like you know what uh one of these big life changes needs to be done um and that's like we need to like close the book so Lindsay, sorry <laughs> this is gonna be the end <laughs> so i was like i this weekend i was like i will do whatever it takes this is going to be a cozy home by monday with all it, of it my things cozy. hung with everything in its right place so i uh saturday was like a was a about a 15 hour day for me of just nonstop. Just it is like, cozy. And I like that you've got your, your board games sort of visible on, on camera yep. just to let everyone know that you do game stuff. Always let everyone know. We had Lindsay and I were talking about this, that some people have their books out there as like trophies to tell people mm-hmm. like, you know, here's what, here's, here's what, what kind makes of guy me special. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I have uh, I have my board game collection. Yeah. <clears throat> I've played a so, lot of dominion. Let me let you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have, uh, this at the ready. This is uh, something that I made apparently when I was like, uh, well, ring light. <laughs> John D's <laughs> offy. 
yeah, I made that when I was very young. I don't know where I thought my office was, but now I think wherever my actual office is, this follows with me. Yeah. Well, anyway, it indicates it. I was exhausted. I did finish it. Uh, we we got through the weekend. Uh, yeah. You are also exhausted, but I was like, we have a crazy thunk week coming up. I need to make sure my life. Yeah, we need is to like get our get our life together in order before mm-hmm. we get there. Yeah. Uh, you want to just give a quick overview of everything that is happening this week? Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> we are kicking off with two new clients this week, uh, yep. which is great. Yep. Uh, we are landing business and staying busy. Yeah. So uh, one of them is just a straight consulting gig where I am basically the product manager for them 15 hours a week, which is really cool. Yep. Um, I'm super excited about it because they have, they've already built a great thing, uh, but they have, you know, questions about process and, um, I enjoy this stuff so much. I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy writing about it. And I'm really glad that in through Thunk, I'm now basically PM temporarily at two different companies. At two different companies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. I'm, I'm loving, I'll, you know, I'll take on a third. I'm sure we can say their name, but I'll just wait until we actually get official okie doke sure. to say their name. But it's, sure. it's they're recurring characters in the ecosystem. They are recurring characters in the uh, ecosystem. And then we have another uh, client where we're, we're building a, a website uh, for, uh, I guess we'll also wait to see if we could say that. It doesn't really matter. But sure. Um, yeah. So we have new clients coming in. Uh, business but the, the is thing that good. is important there is that John went and manufactured business from thin air. That's true. So I have feedback for you and it's actually I have. Sorry. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered that. I think yeah, yeah. I moved. I was tired. I'm recovered. I'm excited about Thunk. But I was like this week we need to nail. It's very important that we nail several things this week. And so I was like a lot of my weekend was like be in the frame of mind to just like crush this week (laughs) by monday and i was successful hell yeah um that's excellent do you have any feedback for me do i have any feedback for you um i don't i haven't written anything down you haven't had Um, enough exposure to me really that's true to feed me back yeah um I uh, no, I'm very excited about what you did, and I'm excited to hear about that in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it is good in in a way. We just sort of uh, accidentally tested one of our OKR things. Yeah, we did the OKR. You didn't take a full week off, but you did. You were like unreachable for three work days. I, well, and, I was. I also, I kind of was reachable. I just kind of was like, I'm not going to be reached, <laughs> right? And we didn't really ask for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like we didn't. We didn't. I asked you one question. Like, and if said, you had called my urgent. cell phone, I would have answered. But. Sure. <laughs> um, but we didn't really bother you, and you had three uninterrupted days to work on a hard set of problems, and we were okay. And, and it was so, a blast. like, that was good. I'm glad that that happened. I'm glad that you intentionally were just like, I need to go take time to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. And that like, we as a company were able to do that. You know, yeah, that, that feels that. good. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm glad that we have a uh, linear setup and mm-hmm. we are like, we are now creating tickets for each other. And yeah, we're chugging. 
we're cranking through them, which is really exciting. Um, I think we have, I think that uh, we're, I think we are, we're, we're getting better at the like dance of like accommodating each other's styles. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that is that, uh, is that like, <laughs> we needed to figure out a place to like put tasks and stuff. And we like experimented a little bit until we found that like linear basically works. Yeah. Then I was like, Hey, I haven't been able to publish a blog post in three weeks. I've written three new blogs, but I haven't been able to publish in three weeks because we introduced a new blocker, which is that you are creating OG images for each one. And Uh now you have a 30 minute task in front of every time I publish. And that means that I'm not publishing anymore. Uh, But then we like, we like quickly turned that into a new task, which is like Daniel needs to make John a good template Uh for making OG images so that Daniel is no longer a blocker. And now I can self publish. Uh, And so now like, I don't know. I think I just feel good about like, we ran into a few snags where I like started to get annoyed. And then we like very quickly figured out a solution. Um, Also, I feel great about that. It may please you to know that uh, the blog is currently deploying. Let's go. (laughs) And the blog is deployed. All right. Let's go. Thunk.dev. Blog. Tweet it out. Retrospective. Just make it up as you go. That's the one. There it is. Uh, I'm so excited about this blog. This is uh, this is one of the main ones for me. Hell yeah. This is sort of like a unified field theory of making it up as you go. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I, I like that angle on things too. You know? Of what? I think just on product in general, it's like mm. if you think of product more as like a... Uh, series of techniques for making it up as you go along Mm -hmm. instead of as like a set of rules that prevent you from making it up as you go along. Yeah. I think it's, it's more fun for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited about this too. Uh, A thing that I'm going to try, I'm going to, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you listened to the episode with me and Aaron, um, uh, but I listened to it as soon as it came out. Nice. Um, I'm you guys are some, to, of my, some of my favorite people. I had some to. of your top guys. Some of your top guys. <laughs> Who are your guys? Well, <laughs> you go. Whoa, this is a podcast of two of my top guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna make a new feed. Should we get some art for it? Did you hear this? This is the idea that I'm excited about. Is like, oh, I think yeah, I'm gonna, your clips feed. Oh, I, I dude, I have all this feedback that I was thinking in my head during the podcast. I didn't say yes and. Yes, I'm done with feedback. I'm done with how am I doing? It's the the, the court is yours. Sure. Okay. Uh, how am I doing? I'll I'll get to that in a second. I do have some feedback for you on your podcast, which is that it was excellent. We need to wow. do the way more of this. Um, way more of getting third parties on the show when one of us can't make it. Yeah. Um, I think it's excellent. Um, everything that you guys said on there was brilliant, and I loved it. I thought it was some of the best content. Um, and then also TikTok, John, TikTok. Um, mm. if you want to do these short videos and you're like, oh, Twitter is not receptive to my short videos and you're going to do 30 seconds of you just reading the blog post anyway. Yeah. Just add video to those 30 seconds and publish it to TikTok and maybe yeah. no one ever sees it. 
but there's no downside. That's really funny because I was I was thinking of doing that uh, for YouTube and yeah, do YouTube shorts also. Yeah, yeah, I just narrow it in and publish it at TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Um, It is. I was thinking YouTube shorts maybe. Yeah, that can work too. I was planning to read to do, and I can do it all on the Thunk YouTube channel. Now that we have a Thunk YouTube channel, hey. um, I think we have like four whole subscribers there. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a heavy YouTube user. Me too. Uh, so, well, and this is the thing with YouTube and TikTok is that like you have to do a lot less heavy lifting to get it in front of someone who hasn't heard of you before. Right. Like yeah algorithmic they're discovery oriented yeah so anyway i'm looking forward to that cool i think that's a good move um how am i doing i'm doing good i'm doing well rather um i went to maryland i uh worked with chris morell on verbs we grinded uh we ate a bunch of snacks and also some really good food um we wrote code a lot um we had a good setup where like we had these two like i'd call them medium there wasn't the problem with this place is there wasn't a single chair in the place that i would call very comfortable um (laughs) however (laughs) we had these two medium comfortable chairs uh in front of the tv and so we would just kind of switch back and forth who was air playing to the tv and that was like our pairing mechanism it's fun um but yeah, we we enforced a couple. I enforced. I was the one who was being a pain, but I enforced a couple of like rules, which was like the first thing we did was like write this testing methodology where we could basically re- use modular to make these examples directories um, that we could then like fill up with app components. So that meant that we were basically writing like real world examples. Mm. And then we could write tests for those real world examples and then do TDD or like red green refactoring on these like real like example tests that like test how things would work in the real world, which was great. So I basically was like, I insist that this be the first thing that we do and that we then like work from there. Yeah. Um, So we did that. It was great. And then we also, uh, the code had gotten a little complex because in the previous iterations we had like prematurely optimized some things in my opinion and we had like gone for extensibility too early basically and i was like okay like rule number two is like we're not going to extend we're not going to make anything extensible like until the very end yeah we're just going to like build the thing and it's like you get what you get and you don't get upset and then like at the end we'll be like okay this should be an interface this should be swappable you know whatever yeah so those two things together made everything feel much faster and much nicer. Um, cool. Then at the very end of our last day, we left our Airbnb because we could no longer be there. We went to my sister's house and we sat on my sister's couch and like wrote tickets basically. <laughs> um, and so we have like a gang of tickets. They're all prioritized. We know which ones are high, which ones are low. We have spikes for things we don't understand. We did we did a great John Drexler on the whole system. I love it. I love um, it. So yeah, feeling really good about verbs. Um, feeling super clear on what is left and what is you know it just that's a great place to be. You know, it's great. Like, and that gets oh. at one of the one of the main points is like if you're 
asking hard questions, thinking rigorously and communicating. You don't need me there. <laughs> you yeah, know, it it's went great. great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was sick. Um, feedback for you is that I'm massively impressed by how the company survived without me. Uh, this thing used to just be my freelance business that I did, which was a hundred percent me all the time. And, uh, now large it, percentage of a, percentages yeah, yeah. of it are not you. Yeah. Now I can yeah. just like fuck off for three days and work on an open source project and the company survives. Yeah. So that was great. I love that. Um, um, you know, yeah, our okay, or of me going away for six weeks unannounced is still uncompleted. But <laughs> no, but, we change it to everyone in the company takes a week off. So I'm just kidding. I'm just we're, kidding. we're close. We're close. Um, uh, yes. Well, we also had. A, I think we have. A, yeah, we have other. We had an OKR about uh, signing a client who is a straight product management uh, and that's, consulting gig. So check, that's, check, that's check. Gonna, that's going to be done. So yeah, we'll check in on those in another episode. I I re-listened to the episode when we just like went through those, and I don't know if that was interesting. Uh, like you and me should do it. I yeah. don't know if it's like the. I I like tuned out of our podcast. I like re-listened to it and like tuned out when we went over those. Yeah, I don't know well, if that's I interesting don't... enough for this. Yeah, I don't know if... Um, oh, you mean like the update one? Yeah, just like, oh, let's spend 20 minutes talking about all the OKRs that we already talked about. It's like, I don't know if that's good podca- podcast. I, I think if we get way more efficient at going through it, it sure. should be fine. You know, but um, yeah, the, I don't want to... I don't want to negate the usefulness of this meeting for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right? But sure. also, you know, if there are other places we could do stuff that's boring, we can do that. But yeah, I think, true. I don't know, I think the listener is invested in the OKRs at this point. Sure. Um, okay. We did a little catch up on verbs. I have some, I have uh, notes. Oh, uh, one follow up from friend of the show, John Bishop. Uh, friend of the show, John Bishop is a lawyer. Uh, mm-hmm. And he uh, sent me a voice memo about why um, it's very uncommon or difficult for lawyers to go rogue and go dark, mm-hmm. like the way we discussed, where it's like, we talked about the scenario of like a lawyer drawing up your documents. And then you're like, two years later, you're like, Oh no, whoopsie. The lawyer owns the whole company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I might be butchering this cause he sent this a couple weeks ago, but he basically said there are ways for lawyers to like gain in ownership of like a company that they're a, a working for, but they basically, there's like these like strong requirements. He is, he knew California cause that's where he lives. Like there's like very strong requirements about basically like, writing up agreements in plain English that like everyone who is not a lawyer could understand. Like that's the standard that they're held to is like, gotcha. if you are doing this, like you, there needs to be documentation that's not in lawyer speak that like was very explicitly signed off by all parties. And so it's like, and like, I think it's like the burden of proof is like basically on the lawyer, not the company to prove mm. that it was like legitimate. So it basically like said, the law makes it very difficult to lawyer for lawyers to do that, which is why you don't really hear about it happening. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That sounds Fun like fact. something friend of the show, John Bishop would say to protect his, uh, exactly. hostile takeover enterprise. Exactly. Um, you also mentioned something, uh, that I think would be interesting to, uh, enshrine. Well, uh-huh. what we do on this podcast is we impanel and we enshrine. We impanel yeah. and we enshrine. Yeah. Um, and we, we ingest. Yeah, sometimes we ingest. That was funny, by the way. I looked up, I was like, is it M panel or M panel? Mm-hmm. 
and it turns out that's both um yeah uh you pointed it out recently like i sent you a a long message we were typing at the same time and we occurred we, we arrived at uh a thing at the same time which was as we were talking about this thing with this this client that we have and other clients too i was like i messaged you about like i have a new nervousness or a new fear which is like i used to have the fear of like are we going to be able to get business yes then we got business and i unlocked like a much deeper fear which is like we got to deliver yes and as i was typing this you were like i have a suggestion for a new company value which is like we deliver well right Uh, and so we like re-looked at it and none of the company all the company values were like don't don't die of exposure um mm-hmm. make sure that everyone has a good time while we're working uh you know <laughs> all this stuff but at no point were we like be really really good at being an agency yeah which yeah. is like a hilarious gaping hole to have missed in our okrs um so well, yeah oh so interesting we could do it as like a we could do that as an okr oh, sorry no, 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 no sorry not OKRs, as a vision mission value whichever one of those it is got it yeah I think that makes sense. So like we are, we are amending. How does slab work? Edit. There we go. They moved this from the, it's interesting. It's in the top of the screen if you're in a wide view. And if you go to a narrow view, they move it to the bottom of the screen for no apparent reason. Um, I'm in editing mode on our values. We're, as a reminder, we have proactive learning, continuous iterative improvement, mm-hmm. be a great place to work be of service sure be right sized sure and then we have like deliver yeah uh i think deliver is a good one another thing i would maybe think about is like be a great deal mm-hmm. i think i would put saying? that as like a sub point under this it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, and that doesn't mean be cheap. Like, I think I would like prefer to be very expensive, but I would prefer that being very expensive is a great deal. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I love that. An an hour of our time costs a lot of money, but you get a lot for your money. Yeah. I love this. Deliver. I said, uh, be great at being an agency. Be a great deal. Don't be cheap. Be expensive, but be a great deal. Yes. <laughs> cool. It sounds like it sounds like what I mutter in my sleep. <laughs> That's basically what I said no, with one of these clients. Don't be cheap. Be expensive. Be a great deal. We're commodifying ourselves. Uh, the commodification of the self is the final frontier of capitalism. Uh, yeah, the, That's the reification of self. It's Gia Tolentino for you. Um, uh, I, was thinking, I thought what, it was Habermas. Anyway, continue. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's literally it's hard to say that name. Um, the uh, I the we've said that to one of our clients. I was like, the one of the clients we just got. I was like, hey, honestly, the thing you're asking for is like fairly simple, and we generally do complex, and so like we're gonna be. You can get like way way more competitive bids than the bid we're gonna give you. Yeah. But it's going to be really good and we can do a lot of cool stuff for you down the road. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. 
I do think that like one of the things we have is that we can kind of stand and bang behind our work. You yeah. know, like there are definitely people where it's like, yeah, you could hire somebody to do this job. And then as soon as it steps slightly out of their comfort zone, it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like we have a potential client who has kind of been burned by some, uh, burnt. Well, I guess they are a client at this point. They've been burned by some contractors and, you know, overseas developers and all kinds of stuff in the past. And, uh, yeah, when, when you get the cheap thing and then you need something more than the original thing, it can become a problem sometimes. Yeah. Um, did you have any other topics? I didn't have like a big thing prepared. We just hit a lot of good stuff quickly. Uh, the, the one other thing that I was thinking about that we had brought up semi recently, that would be interesting to talk about is a pre-mortem. Yeah. Go ahead and define your terms, sir. Hustle your terms, dog. This is a, this is a made up concept. Um, no, but as the, as, as they say on, uh, uh, as they said on, (laughs) Uh, the tv show atlanta it says everything's made up stay woke <laughs> um, uh, the pre-mortem is a thing that my old boss and current mentor luke roush used to do which was really smart we were working in venture capital and he would he would ask two very interesting questions before we do all the due diligence we decide whether we wanted to invest in a company and he would always ask two pretty interesting questions. Uh, he's uh, very, very smart. One of them was, uh, what would, what could someone do if they were evil? Mm-hmm. Which was always an interesting one. It's not like, oh, I think this person might be evil. What are they going to do? It's not that. It's like, what if they were, could, what could they, they do? do? Yeah. 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 Um, it's like in first person shooters, they say, you don't care about who can see you or, or, or who does see you. You, you care about who can see you from the yeah, end yeah. understanding it. Yeah. Uh, and that was always really interesting. The other question he would always ask is let's, you know, let's do the pre-mortem. I guess it's less of a question, more of a comment. Uh, and the pre-mortem is basically, if we look back at this in five years and it failed, what do we think right now are the most likely reasons it failed? Right. Um, which I think it's a very interesting question. Um, and like, I'm interested to hear your answers on this. I have like one, there's one thing, like obvious thing that pops into my mind, but I'm interested to hear what you think about this as like Thunk as a company. If like we looked back at this in five or even two years and said mm-hmm. like, this didn't work. Yeah. Why, why didn't it work? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the biggest the biggest killer of agencies I think is like you get too big and then you can't put food on the table for how big you got. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that is like the most obvious pitfall, right? It's a brittle, it's a brittle business at scale. Right. And like, I think to abstract the, the problem a little bit, like, that is really just a manifestation of fear of not finding work. Right. Like, so I, I think that like, you're scared. You're not like something comes along. You're scared. You're not going to have something else come along. 
So you like lock in the thing, even though you're like not quite capable of handling it. Maybe you lock in too many things all at once. You scale, scale, scale. You have to hire to do things. And then you become dependent on these big clients. Mm -hmm. And when you lose one, especially like, especially if you sign like a multi-year client, you know, like some big company that's employing six developers full-time for two years, you know? Yeah. You sign a multi-million dollar big multi-year contract and then you don't realize it, but you've basically become like a easy to get rid of internal department for this company. Yeah. Right. But it's like, there's no, you know, severance packages or anything they have to worry about. So like if they have to cut some money, they're going to cut you. Um, And uh, that kind of exposure is really, it's really attractive because you get to sign a big long contract with lots of money. But uh, I think it can pull you into a lull of like not growing, not seeking the next thing and becoming really comfortable. Yeah. Uh, And then eventually that contract will go away and then you'll feel very exposed. Um, So I think that's a trap that we need to watch out for is like becoming a client, becoming an agency about one client. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Con- concentration of risk basically yeah exactly and yeah. and uh allowing comfort from big projects to let us relax our standards about like keeping our monthly nuts small keeping our exposure small you yep. know because like big long contracts are going to make you feel like oh we were worried about nothing like this growing too fast thing that we were so scared of like Look at all these big agencies all over the place. You can grow. It's fine. Um, But I think if we stick to the value that like we want to be able to like absorb a few months of not working at any point, um, that that limits our growth. It strikes me that like we've talked about this before off air, but it's interesting how well. So let me back up and say. One thing that really stood out to me, you're used to this because you've been doing this for a long time. The thing that really was wild to me is just how different this business model is from just like normal tech. Uh, Because normal tech, the way that we've been doing it for the last 20 years is basically you go out and you raise venture capital, 30 years, uh, you go out and raise venture capital money and you operate at a loss while you Mm -hmm. develop a new product. And sometimes you burn... I mean, if you're if you're really successful, you can burn hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Yeah. If um, you're really good, if you're really really good, you can burn hundreds of millions of dollars not being profitable, and hire very expensive people and build these fancy offices. And then the venture capital investors are really your bosses, yep. uh, and they have seats on the board. They can fire you, um, but you just kind of like do this slavishly for ten years, and then if everything goes extremely well you could become a billionaire um, or a millionaire or whatever. Um, And that is like the business model that I've been swimming in for my whole career. And if everything doesn't go perfectly, you can make $73,000 for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For working 80 hours a week. Uh, So, uh, and I have a lot of commentary about that. I think it's a broken business model that was basically predicated on 
historically and abnormally low interest rates that uh-huh. lasted for like our entire 20s. Um, yeah, well, but whatever. Can I just say one really interesting article I read, which mm-hmm. is that uh, millennials have become accustomed to very cheap convenience as a result of the cheap money that was being thrown out. So like just the fact that like uh, Uber Eats costs like a hundred dollars (laughs) now. It's like, but it didn't used to, it used to cost like, Oh, like $38. And instead of $25, turn a profit for the first time. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well like the money's (laughs) not cheap anymore. And all of a sudden everyone's realizing they can't afford to live how they've been living because like it it costs a hundred dollars to get dinner now. Yeah. That it, I could, we could do four hours on this topic. Yeah. The the point the point for me though, and part of what attracted me to Thunk is the business model is so clean and straightforward, mm-hmm. and we don't raise money. We never raise money. We're not. We don't plan to unless something ta- dramatic. I wouldn't changed. take your money if you gave it to me. Right. Um. And this business is we sell our time, mm-hmm. and uh try to remain profitable the whole time yes and like that's that's it that's the business it's like that's the blast. whole business yeah and it's incredibly clarifying for me and very very straightforward that's what's really cool about it the crazy like downside or just like unstable side is just like yeah you're you don't have a giant pool of millions of dollars to slosh around uh mm-hmm. that's like venture money you you have the money that you brought in in the last few months. Mm-hmm. And so hiring too many people or taking on something that's too big or somebody or a big client suddenly canceling is like the concentration of risk is felt much more deeply. Um, yeah. And everyone who I know who has either like failed or like run this successfully, but then quit eventually to like get out of the business. Every single one of them says, I'm like, what was the downside? What made you leave? What made you fail? Everyone says it's this like month to month grind of like, we have like five people working here. I'm pretty sure we have enough work for them. We'd love to go out and sell like a big fish so that we could like really make sure everyone's fully employed. But if it's too big of a fish, we're going to need to hire somebody else. And then it becomes even more brittle. And then if one person cancels, we're going to lose $40,000 just making payroll, you know? Mm -hmm. So that grind is like the insane part of this business. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you did get a little bit of an exposure to, uh, I feel like I have extreme intestinal fortitude having been a freelancer for a little bit now <laughs> where like I can go right up to the edge of being unemployed yeah. before I get scared, you know, uh-huh. because just in my experience, it's just like, I always close something right before I need it. You yeah. know, like it just always just feels like I constantly am like swimming in a sea of leads yeah. and like, you know, birds fly, fish swim, deals fall through, Yeah, you know, that's yeah. what they do. Um, and so you, you know, you just kind of like, you can't get married to any one lead. You, everything's going to fall through except for the ones that don't. Yeah. And, inevitably that happens exactly like four days before I needed it to happen, you know? And like this, I think you just got an exposure to like one of those cycles, which is just like, we had some things wrapping up. We had a bunch of leads, uh, of the leads that we had. A lot of them didn't happen. Um, Almost all of them didn't happen. Almost all of them. I got scared for a minute and I sent you a message that was like, Hey, like, what are we doing in October? 
and you were like, hey, yep, this is the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you need to go deal with your fears. I'll deal with my fears, but. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, and then like, it worked out. Like we yeah. closed a thing, we closed another thing. We've still got an open thing. And then we've got another thing that might turn into more of a thing. You we're know, in a great like, position. Yeah, We're in a great spot, but it's just like, yeah, you do, you do have to run straight at the edge and then hope that like ground materializes <laughs> in front of you. It's fun. I'm on my toes. Yeah. Um, and that's well, why I'm so into this, like, have enough money that we can work on products. So that, like, we don't have to stop sprinting. We can just keep sprinting, but just sprint onto our own stuff Yeah. in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah I, I agree. Um, we need to have some money saved up before we can really do that. Of course, um, yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I feel like the other... There's other things I can consider. The, the, one of the other things that popped into my head, that's that's not the most obvious and I think that's correct. That's like that either us like taking on too much concentrated risk or just us burning out on that like mental math month to month. Yeah. Um, some good alliteration for you. Mental math month to mental month. Mental math month to month. Um, those could, I feel like that's all very feasible. Mm-hmm. One other one that I was thinking about um Wow, my mind just went blank. Uh, I should have written it down. I've got, I've got others. <laughs> okay, you, you go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce back. We have about five minutes. Sure. Uh, so there's, uh, we sign a bad contract, um, where we're on the hook for a scope of work, mm. and we get sued, mm-hmm. and mm. we basically don't have the ability to fight a huge lawsuit against a giant company. Uh, and we have to basically collapse because we're getting sued out of existence. Um, so that is why I'm so married to ours as a concept. Uh, I think they limit our exposure. The only way that we can really get sued out of existence is if we don't deliver the hours we said we would. Um, as opposed to, hey, you're on the hook for you know this vaguely worded this is why I don't like RFPs, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. RFPs are a nightmare to me because it's like it's just a recipe for losing money in fifty different ways. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that whole scene of like chasing big fish, and in order to land one, agreeing to stuff we shouldn't agree to that we end up yeah. not being able to deliver. <clears throat> you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, it does. This is that's a good fodder for the future conversation we have about pricing model, um, mm-hmm. which um, maybe that'll be maybe that's Stevie Small's introduction to the pod. Yeah, no, uh, I bet. I wonder if um, they've ever gotten sued. I am guessing they've been in he, business for long enough. I'm guessing he won't say that publicly, but it'd be interesting to hear him talk about yeah the the models. Um, one of the other ones that I considered is uh i think that what i where i pivoted this week or last week or whatever when we landed two clients at once mm-hmm. was um i realized that like i have so i used to have like a fear of like i referenced this earlier i used to have a fear of just like what if we just don't land anything and we run out of money um and the thing is right now we are incredibly hard to kill um 
because yeah. we're so lean. We have so f- it's three people. It's really two and a half people. Mm-hmm. And you and I two have and a half like men. enough saved up that we could like, even if things were like truly horrendous for, if we had $0 for like four months, like we're not going to be out on the streets. Like, yeah. And so, we also both have like pretty low life expenses. Right. We keep so our like, lives pretty lean. <laughs> we live cheap. So like yeah. we could live. So like the, the, the danger is not, I think the relative danger of us just getting like squashed out of existence is like incredibly low. Mm-hmm. The thing that is more likely is it's just not interesting enough to keep, you know, like, yeah, so like it's more of like failure to break out into like, or break gravity. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like we need to like, uh, leave, leave or could get into orbit or whatever, but like, um, Either the money's not interesting enough, either like we do a full year and we're like, we feel like we're at max capacity and we're working hard and we're just like not making very much money, mm-hmm. <laughs> which would be like, that's not that interesting. Um, or like we are always able to get work, but the work that we're doing is like building replacements for old WordPress sites. And we're just like, this is not really what we were wanting to do. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that is, that's a risk of basically of like we're working really hard for something that ends up not being that interesting. Right. Yeah. I, I agree fully with that. Um, to me, like the, a big part of the reason to do this thing is that it lets me be like deep and connected in a thing I'm really interested in, you know? And like, I want to be part of this community and I want to have enough agency to kind of like, work on it in the way that I feel is coolest and most interesting and most fun and mm-hmm. most rewarding. And so if the thing doesn't afford us that, right. And it's basically yeah. just like, you know, make boring stuff that is not enjoyable to make for not really that much money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I gotta have a job with health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, that is, I think that's like, I think honestly, I think you're right. I think the thing that kills the business, if anything, is that the business isn't rewarding to us and we just quit. If either one of us woke up one day and was like, I am no longer curious and interested, Mm -hmm. it's over. Yeah, we need to, we need a, we need a theory of what the plan is because one day one of us will. And it, we just don't know how, if that's like a permanent or a temporary feeling, you know? Right. And there's like, well, I, what I don't want is like, you wake up like, and have like a, I'm not interested in this today. And then yeah. that like turns into, okay, well, let's like spin down the company next week. <laughs> right. You know? I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but like, I do think that like having some sort of like internal, like emotional inventory process as a company where we say like, okay, well, like how do we know when it's time to hang it up? You know, that's very interesting. I'll, I'm going to listen to the you know, this is a pre-mortem. Topic. I don't want to hang it up, but yeah. like if it came time to hang it up, I would like to be able to like, look at some sort of like an ideal that we had constructed and say like, yeah, this isn't meeting our, our requirements for like what this business needs. Okay. This is a very good future topic. We have to go right now. Right. Uh, but, uh, 
the that's very interesting if you want to fire up our uh, our outro music catch you next episode uh, i think that's really interesting what happens if one of us loses interest temporarily and how do we wind down the company i like when the meeting ends at one o'clock yes All right. we have to because we have a meeting we have, to. we have a call right now <laughs> um don't close the window <laughs>